the teams that, and it's probably one of my favorite teams of all time, that would have thrived in today's league is the 2006 to 2008 Denver Nuggets with Ann Mello leading the charge. Uh, I'm talking about the team before Chauncey, the one that went to the West Finals. The team before that was a different team, and I thought they should have kept that team together, and I thought they should have gave that team more time. Um, again, they won the trade, I guess they feel in, my, in their mind, but I do think that that AI Mellow tandem would have done some serious damage in today's league, and they were then too. You got to remember now, in 08, you know, Kobe was leading the league in scoring number two and number three were Ahan Mello. You know, like, that's today's shit right there. You know, the two stars putting up 50 a night, um, 60 a night, and coming at you all game. You know, their downfall was that they didn't defend. Their downfall was that they weren't disciplined. Their downfall was they didn't take care of crucial regular season games in the West that they should have, and, and they lost games that they shouldn't have lost, and then they ended up with shitty seeds. What that meant was you were going to face the Lakers in the first round and Kobe Bryant at his peak, the best player that's ever lived, and you were going to run into the Spurs. You know, um, AI didn't even get a training camp. He only got one training camp with that team, you know, two training camps because they traded him right after that training camp, though. But uh, he got traded there in December. Melo was not there. He was dealing with a suspension for that brawl at MSG. Um, you know, and they just pick it up on the fly. They go to round one against the Spurs. AI kills it, puts up 31, you know, just a nasty sharp. I think AI in Denver, it's not talked about enough, was his most. And this is what I hate. That trade ended everything. It ended that run early. It, it, it built that fake narrative, and they got a chance to really kick him out and, and teach him, a, you know, like get some type of revenge, it felt like, on him. Like it was just disgusting, man. But, um, you know, the way Allen Iverson was playing in Denver, I think to me personally, and it's going to sound crazy, he's my favorite player of all time. I I loved watching Denver Iverson more than the Philly years because this dude was game has just become so clean, so easy, so sharp, and just so seasoned. You know, everything was just coming to him. His jumper was wet. You know, it was sharper than ever his mid-range game. He was moving without the ball. He was getting to the rim, still lightning quick, still one of the quickest guards in the league at the time. Um, scoring touch, everything was just easy and playmaking, man. He was making dudes better. He's putting up seven assists a game, but it was more so what he was doing, you know, making the right pass, making the making the right reads and getting other guys involved. Klaza, J.R. Smith, that team was deep, man. They had shooters. They had guys that were athletic. You know, you had um, even Steve Blake was there for a moment. Uh, Kenyon Martin, Marcus Camby, you know, like they had the pieces to do something special even then. And I remember AI, I was reading it once. AI was like, I see on paper a 60-win team, you know, possibly a 70-win team. And that's that's what they could have done. Their potential was very high, higher than the one with Chauncey, I feel like, because, you know, with Chauncey, they started running a different type of offense strictly through Melo and ultimately didn't have the the chance to go punch for punch with Kobe in them. But I think if they had panned out with AI, like they, made, they could have made a Western Conference Finals run had they got the right seating. But they didn't take care of their business. They weren't a disciplined team every night. Um, but, man, when they were on, you were like, it was a joy to watch. They put up 167 points on the on the Sonics once. Might have been 172. It was ridiculous. Um, again, this is 2007, 2008. This shit is happening now where you could just run up and down and it's strictly a scoring game at times. You know, they ran into games where, like, you had to kind of defend on nights, and if you didn't, you were going to lose. But if they played in today's league, 
They would have ran teams out the gym. They would have. This league was made for them. High octane offense, just cook his ass system. You know, they played kind of like Brooklyn does now. Um, but yo, they just the, the West was so damn tough then. Um, and I, Mello, fuck, like, what do you say about Mello, man? At that age, just a bully, quick as shit, skilled as hell, polished, coming at you all game. AI, you go get 30. I'm going to go get 30. Hey, we'll figure out the rest. Everyone will eat off us. They had Eduardo Nahara, you know, good guys like that. Overseas guys, Lennis Clazon named him. Um, and George Carl, like, he gets criticized. Like, they say he didn't teach them defense. He didn't instill that in them. I almost think, like, you, you could have gone – uh, really far with just a Mike D'Antoni. What Mike D'Antoni would have done is he, Mike D'Antoni, what he does is he takes these teams that don't play defense already and are trying to be high octane. And he says, look, we're not going to be a B plus high octane team. We're not going to be, you know, run you at the gym one night, try to defend one night. Nah, we are going to go be an A plus running gun, high octane team. We're going to commit to that style. We're going to go all in on it rather than, you know, you don't know your identity and you're just winning off natural talent on some nights. Mike D'Antoni really puts in a system for those types of teams. That's why he wanted the Blazers now to play a similar way, right? Um, if you, y'all don't want to defend, all right, then let's go run motherfuckers out the gym completely. I thought Denver would have really benefited from that. But they had defensive pieces. Marcus Camby was a defensive player of the year. Kenyon Martin could defend. Um, you know, they had dogs too, like J.R. Smith could defend. But, um, again, just bad, you know, nights, bad losses in the season put them at a lower seed. They barely got in the playoffs one year as 50-win team. The West was just so tough. They didn't do what they had to do on a nightly basis and take care of their business early. Um, a number of basketball reasons for that. But, hey, fun-ass team to watch. Y'all remember them. Y'all remember the jerseys, the swagger they had, um, the show they put on. Um, Y'all remember the moments. It almost feels like that two-year little stretch, that year-and-a-half stretch. It feels like it was like a five-year run, which goes to show you, and that's a, that's a sign of how beautiful and, and impactful that moment was in your life. Um, but, you know, how how – you know, special that team wants to watch, but uh, they belong in today's game.